Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash using your power. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Welcome to Using Your Power. I'm David Andrew and joining me is... Maveen Cora. How you doing, Mav? Man, I'm good. David, how are you? I'm powered up, man. Awesome, man. So this is our second episode that we're going to do and try to do within the next 15 to 20 minutes. Rapid fire, man. Yeah, it's been good. You know, I think uh, the first one was really good. I think we, we felt good about it and we got all the points we want out, it's, uh, out of it. So let's see if we can do something like that again. That's what we're going to do. So uh, I wanted to talk about 10 bad deals we've been roped into. Obviously, we're going to try and share five each. My first was trading services with a videographer for a website. I was building his website and he was the videographer and he did some vlogs for me. Now, he only did a limited number of vlogs and I assume, you know, video services can be way more expensive than doing a website. But then when I started doing the website and I was the pro, I was doing the graphics, I was doing the website and I even had uh, a graphic design web business at the time. So I knew what I was doing, but then he just requested endless changes and he wasn't happy with any design and that relationship ultimately just didn't go well. And I said, look, you know, I've already offered you this amount of services, I already rendered this many hours. I'm not going to continue on this project. And that's pretty much the end of that story. Wow. And that was the last of that, eh? Yeah, it was the last of that. Crazy. So well, I guess the, the one thing that I know, um, I've invested money with the banks. And I think a lot of people listening to the show have invested money with the banks. Oh, and, man. You know, I, I've got a lot of money invested in mutual funds and stuff. I'm not saying a lot because I'm, you know, I'm not lots and like six figures or anything like that, you know, but it's a lot to me. And, you know, just realizing how much uh, investment fees that the banks actually take on mutual funds, you know, they, they take it off the top. They don't take it off the profits, right? So I just think, although I do have my money in mutual funds, don't really know where to put it quite yet that having my money invested with the banks right now is uh, really is a bad deal because they make all the money and I have to take all the risk. Bad investments is something we've all done, so I can totally relate to that. I even kind of left out some of those examples just because I didn't feel like they were the worst things in the world. They were the kind of the learning experiences, but I agree with you. You can't just put your money into the bank and trust them with all of it. It doesn't work. No, fair enough. My next point was like, keeping a photographer as a client. seems like there's a theme here with photographers and videographers, <laughs> but there was this photographer that you know we set up the website for him, and we did the domain registration for him, and we renewed all his services and everything every year, but every single year year, he would ask the same questions. Why are you charging so much? Why do I have to renew? What am I paying for? And finally, I just tacked on a $60 charge on top of everything else because I said, this is my time and I can't waste too much time. And then he comes back and asks me, what's the $60 charge for? And I said, look, my time's not free. Every time, every single year when you want to renew, you're asking me the same questions and I'm answering them every single time and that's requiring my time. So sorry, you know, and that relationship ended because he was, was obviously not willing and he's just a cheapskate. How long did that uh, go on for before you charged him? Probably three, four years. Wow. So yeah. So after that, you said, you know what, we got to kind of uh, do something else or you got to try to help 
understand a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the process had already been done. So like, hopefully by now, you know what we're up to. Exactly. So awesome. So, you know, one of the things I know, uh, again, I try to think about bad deals that I've been roped into, but maybe some stuff other people have gone into as well. And, you know, I think fitness equipment is sometimes a bad deal that we all got ourselves <laughs> into because we go out there, we buy the weights, you know, we buy a Bowflex or we buy, you know, the latest gadget that's out there, the newest videos by, you know, uh, Sean T or, um, you know, Tony Horton for P90X, whatever. But then, you know, we buy it, we maybe do it a couple times and then we put it on the shelf. So, you know, I think the the marketing that uh, the TVs does is so great it's that amazing. we get roped into buying things that we really don't need for products. So I think uh, one of the things for myself too is I know I've brought uh, fitness equipment that's still sitting in my room and maybe one day after doing this uh, podcast, I'll actually start using it now. There's a lot of as seen on TV stuff, right? So you can even go into those as seen on TV stores and kind of check some of that out, which is probably the best way to not just buy into it immediately is to go and look at it first and see what the quality is like. Absolutely, man. Yeah. My next thing was just buying Photoshop on eBay. Now, oh, we, man, why would you do that? Exactly. <laughs> we were getting our graphic design company up and started and we said, well, you know, Photoshop's going to be about 700 bucks. Maybe it was about not, maybe even 900 bucks, but like we wanted to buy Photoshop and then that's all we needed to get our business started. So awesome. Maybe we could save some money on that by buying the Photoshop on eBay. And somebody sent a, us a burnt copy when we won the, 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 the bid for it. And oh, so man. it was just like, oh, you know what? We're, we're just going to bite the bullet. We spent a hundred bucks on that, you know, cheap burnt copy or whatever it was. And it was like, okay, we're just going to buy Photoshop for real now. There you go. So pretty, a pretty hard lesson to learn. But, you know, I think a good lesson to learn is sometimes what you think you're getting a good deal, it's not necessarily the best deal. Uh, so how's that statement go? If it's too good to be true, it probably is. You got it. Yeah. All right, man. So the, one of the other things, you know, I think um, that I got into was an investment when I was pretty young, right? So uh, a friend's dad walked up to us and, you know, pretty exciting because this is when the internet was still pretty new to me, at least. Uh, he was saying, you know, they were going to start a, uh, they needed a $400 investment. They're going to start up a, a website you know, where um, you could call people. So actually, it's very similar to if anybody's ever heard of uh, Angie's List. It's actually mm. exactly the same concept, but we he had thought about this 10 years prior and, uh, you know, invest $400 with me today and, you know, we'll be able to grow that and I'll give you your return on it. So we ended up giving him 400 bucks and that went nowhere. So I always wonder what happened to my money. Uh, you know, I never bring it up. I still, I still know the guy, but you know what? I learned not to do business with people that I shouldn't be doing business with you know maybe think of an example that's not on my list but i ended up buying a car that was a total lemon and just driving in into the ground so you know it took me a couple thousand kilometers or something like that or maybe a little bit more than that but it just wasn't worth the two grand i originally spent on the car because it didn't even drive during winter which is what you needed it for in calgary <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need a car in winter for sure in calgary exactly um you know one of the things i, I don't know if it's a bad thing i've been roped into but i think we've all been in bad relationships um oh. Where they, they do start really good and they, you know, they start positive and they start fun. I think the two people, because they're so new to that relationship, um, you know, there, this is an attraction to them and they get brought in and, and, you know, and things happen. And as you start getting comfortable and more comfortable with somebody else, not saying that I'm perfect, um, but, you know, things happen and you end up fighting quite a bit and you end up being in a relationship that's not really uh, conducive to you being successful or having a successful mindset. So I know not that I was roped into it, obviously it was a choice I made, but I think everything that we do is a choice we make yes. uh, and but 
my choice of being staying there uh, for that long was probably something I shouldn't have done. And it's also why people break up. I mean, some, somewhere down the line, somebody decides this is not a good deal for me, so let's move on, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And then another eBay purchase that I shouldn't have made <laughs> <laughs> was actually buying a guitar on eBay. I mean, you could probably think of reasons why that's a bad idea right off the bat, but like something that you don't try and you don't know what it's like. I bought this guitar. I tried to make it my mod, mod guitar so I could mod it out and put my own pickups in it and put my own stuff in it, and it just wasn't worth my time. You know, the frets were so sharp. The neck wasn't adjusted correctly the the Floyd Rose Bridge which I thought was a Floyd Rose Bridge actually was a Floyd Ridzy Bridge it was RDSE and I didn't notice that and so there were just so many things wrong with it I ended up selling it anyway and not using it very much at all did you at least get your money out of it I guess you could say I did yeah okay good because I'm Cause shrewd because I, <laughs> I know my, my wife's bought some stuff on uh, on eBay as well or on some other websites and try to sell them on eBay but um, you know that's it's exactly what happens you know clothing is a prime example you, you know you see these things and you know you see them on dummies on on, uh, on these websites and it look like it's going to fit you they tell you the measurements and you get it back and it's in UK or it's in a different you know size standard that we're not using here in Canada right. or the US right so uh, I just got little things to be wary of so you kind of reminded me of buying stuff on eBay and and, and buy stuff on internet as you well. So always just know what you're buying. Yeah, you always have to look at the fine print because sometimes the details are in there and people just don't know them and then end up spending thousands of dollars on like a photo of a thing that they were trying to buy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen. I've heard stories like that. So yeah, uh, and that's hundreds of dollars gone, right? And and these guys, although you're giving them a bad rating, well, what difference does it make? Because they've got your money and they don't really care about the bad rating because they can always start another PayPal account on eBay. Yeah, sometimes there's no recourse. So unfortunately, you know, you might have just been roped into it and there's no way out of it. Yeah, that's right. So I guess my, my example here is, you know, I think something that we've talked about in, in uh, you know, in a lot of detail over the last uh, episodes here, uh, 30 plus episodes. But, you know, going into uh, network marketing, I think was one thing mm-hmm. that I got roped into. Not the fact that I went into network marketing. I think being in network marketing was actually a really good positive experience from everything I learned. But, you know, the one statement that really, I think, tags you in is that, you know, in the next two to five years, you can make six, a six figure income, 150,000 plus. And I think that's that tagline that really wrote me in and brought me in because not only was I really after the money, but I said, Hey, you know what, if I can make six figures in the next six to two to five years and, and on a, in a, on a 10 hour uh, commitment per week, you know, goes back to that statement. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Right. Um, but that's kind of what I, li- I went with and I went into, and I think a lot of people do go into network marketing businesses on that belief that you know in two to five years i'll be you know making six figures business education is expensive right and i can totally relate to that point and i also feel that you know there there was definitely some great things that came out of network marketing i learned how to handle my money that was the number one thing and i've taken that with me ever since and i've done much better and i've been able to multiply my income and all that kind of stuff so that was great but ultimately as a business model it wasn't necessarily the right thing for me and it just isn't the right thing for some people ultimately i think we even covered that pretty well in in our episode on, on network marketing yeah we did and you know if they had told me i think at the starting that it's going to take you maybe two to five years to get to the point where you're starting at zero because we got to you know re-educate your mind and so we can now then re- and do the proper education that next two to five years you'll actually break even if they'd actually been upfront and honest with me and said this may take me up to 10 years or longer it could take two years absolutely maybe i didn't have as much changing to do but because some of that information was not given to me of course i joined if they had maybe given me that information maybe i wouldn't have joined i guess yeah no kidding I mean, there was a business that I put 60K into as well or 
nearly 60k uh you know it turned out that that business kind of went under but the thing that you and i discussed there mav was just that you know i, I took out a second mortgage to do it and it, so in reality it was kind of money that i didn't have because i ended up selling my house and kind of getting all that back and i was also working as a contractor for the business so in a weird way i ended up earning money that's really weird <laughs> <laughs> earning money on a business that went sideways yeah i don't know how that works but that's how we figured it out and i and i agreed with you i think that's a really good point yeah well it's the only way you could look at it at that point right i think it was really tough to look at it any other way because you know if anything you invest sixty thousand dollars into that you believe was going to go somewhere and then you lose money on it, it yeah it's, it's it's hard and you could try to get it through taxes i think we talked about that trying to get some of that money recouping it back uh through taxes and see if there was a way you know you can do something i know there was other stuff that you had tried or talked about some recourses and and uh but when the company keeps borrowing more money or to um, you know they're they're just keep borrowing more money and then making those shares worth less and less money you know yeah. it, it keeps taking money out of your pocket as well so eventually even if they had uh, launched you know your shares would have been probably worth you know, nowhere close to the sixty thousand dollars you had initially invested anyways exactly unfortunately they would have been diluted and then the next point is really kind of early in my business journey when i started taking online surveys to try to earn money and you know you see those things online and people say look how i earn you know an extra two grand or three grand a month just taking surveys and i mean that's not an extra two grand that's their full-time job that's what i found out like if you really want to make money from surveys and hopefully you're in an unusual demographic not like you know a white male in his 20s because that didn't work out too well for me that was immediately disqualified for many of these surveys also living in canada i think you can maybe earn a little bit of money in the states better but you're also disqualified for many many of these surveys and websites if you're a canadian so honestly i think it's a waste of time there's better ways to make money and you can make higher leverage of your time no for sure and i think that kind of uh, takes me back to uh, an example that i know you like to use about the instagram too right i think a lot of people try to rope <laughs> you in with the way they they comment on your on your um, pictures or likes and whatnot like right and they'll say hey great job buddy i like that picture and they say check out my bio and it's like they'll try to you know comment on yours just in hopes that maybe you'll come and take a look at theirs right and sometimes i do i don't mind i'll, t- I'll take a quick look especially if they tell me what i'm gonna find on that bio and maybe how it might benefit us mm-hmm. mutually i might be take a quick look at it right but if it's just random people because most of them are just you know russian chicks on there for some reason that are liking my stuff i guess well, in the description, like sometimes I'll ask two quick questions and I'm just looking for like a quick response from people. And it's still the same thing, right? You get those happy faces and great and good job or whatever, or yeah. nice photo. You're like, yes, I know it's nice artwork. Which one do you like? Yeah. So. But that's the thing, right? It, it probably works for a segment of the population and they keep doing it, right? It may not work yeah. for our segment of the population because we understand exactly what they're doing and the marketing tactic behind it is. But there's a huge part of the segment uh, of this population that says, you know what, I'm going to click on any and everything. And we see that all the time where people... Uh, you know, get the email from the Russian prince that needs to move $20 million out of Nigeria. And, yeah. and they get roped into that too, right? Because they say, you know, <laughs> we can, uh, you know, you just have to give me $500 and I'll give you 20 million. So when you start seeing stuff like that, you, you should question it. No doubt. Any final thoughts? You know, final thoughts. Uh, I think before you decide to go into business with anybody or a friend or by yourself, really take a look at what kind of business you're looking to get into, what kind of benefits are going to be in there for you, and maybe the other people who are going to be joining you or, or whatnot. Uh, consider where you're buying uh, products and why it's a good idea to buy there or not. Sometimes it is better to just pay full price versus getting a discount. 
And I was just going to say, don't get too jaded about bad deals that you've been roped into. We've all been there. And so if you give up, I mean, that's where it ends, right? Especially in business. If you say no more, I'm not going to let anybody tell me I can get into business any longer. Then you're just, you know, you're basically calling it quits on yourself instead of calling it quits on whatever business model that wasn't working that you were doing before. Right on. While this has been Using Your Power, you can find us at usingyourpower.com where you can leave a comment or a message for us or download our free course as well. And you can also go to YouTube. We have our podcast up there. If you happen to be listening to us there, just leave a comment in the description and we look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. And you can take us on the go on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.